Welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Today, I'm speaking with Rebecca Christian, who is a certified professional doula and is studying currently to be a lactation counselor. I'm glad to have her on this evening to talk about her faith journey and her professional work as a doula. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, so how I always like to start this off on how we get acquainted or and whatnot, but you know, I always see her work and her uh post on social media regarding uh you know her work as a doula and like the the encounters and her feelings and thoughts and experiences surrounding that line of work. And uh, for a long time, I've always thought that was fascinating and uh super interesting, and I wanted to get her you know, her perspective on how she got into it and also how her faith has uh, influenced her professional work as a doula. So hopefully during this time, uh, she will clarify that and give more detail on, you know, her faith and professional work. So from what I understand, you are a, a cradle Catholic, right? Correct. Um, I am a cradle Catholic. I grew up in San Diego, California, born and bred, which is where I live now. Um, I, my parents divorced when I was pretty young and my dad was in the Navy, so he was gone a lot. And so my mom um, really believed strongly in like trying to raise me in the church. I went to Catholic school. I went to a Catholic high school for my first few years. And so she really tried to use church family, church community to kind of um, basically help her raise me is kind of how uh, my upbringing was. Um, I grew up in a really diverse church. I, um, St. Rita's in San Diego, if anyone has heard of it. Um, it's predominantly, uh, I'd say Filipino, Black, Samoan, and Mexican. And then during the summers, my mom would send me to go see my grandparents in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where um, at the time it was called St. Agnes. There's been some reorganization, but it is um, a predominantly and historically Black Catholic church in um, Milwaukee. So I was able to get um, both the diversity of San Diego and also get like the black Catholic experience when I was um, visiting my grandparents. And when I was in close to middle school, my mom actually moved us into a three level house with my, uh, some family friends, I call them my aunt and uncle, but um, family friends. And so it was us, their family, their children, my cousins and a few other people and they were the members of a local small kind of, um, I'll call it a home church, kind of like a non-denominational black church. So I sort of, uh, and they would do like Bible study and do um, basically because our house was very big, like it was sort of the hub for their church as well. So I sort of got an experience of the diversity of Catholicism, black Catholicism, as well as a small black Protestant church. And that's kind of like how I grew up religiously. Mm. So how did that, um, how did you, you know, navigate with your faith, you know, later teen, later teen years, early ad adulthood, <clears throat> excuse me. Mm -hmm. So I sort of had, I think the opposite experience of what a lot of people had. 
um, in that I had a good, I went to really good schools in terms of the, the academic and I think the theological rigor, but I turned away from my faith in high school and I found it again in college, whereas I, I think when I talk to other people, usually it's kind of like the reverse, like you grow up kind of in the safe environment and then you lose your faith in college. Um, there wasn't really one thing that triggered me to fall away. It was kind of just, uh, I was going through a process of self-discovery and told myself that I was agnostic um, and told my mom that I did not want to do confirmation class. And that did not go over well. I was forced to do confirmation, <laughs> uh, which is something I do not recommend parents do because it kind of made me like really dig my heels in. Um, but thankfully, I I was always very um, I've always been very attracted to books and reading and even I still respected the intellectual portion of the church I just I think I was a teenager and rebelling and I was just didn't want old white men telling me what to do anymore which I think is what I said to my mother um and you know I read a lot I ended up doing some sort of comparative religion learning um, kind of when I was a, like junior-ish in high school, just reading whatever I could find. And I also was just going through some personal things and had a spiritual experience where I asked God to, you know, show me, show me what is real. And it was at that point that I decided, or not decided, but I like to say I met Jesus. It was in that moment that I met Jesus and I became convinced of the truth of Jesus Christ. I was still on the fence about Catholicism. Um, and so by the time I got into school, I sort of fell into a group of, um, I don't think they would describe themselves as evangelicals, but they were part of the Salvation Army, which if you don't know, is actually a church. Like they don't call, consider themselves a denomination, but they are a church. Um, and I started going to church with them. Um, one of the girls I made friends with was also in my film school. And we ended up becoming roommates sophomore year. And it was kind of during that time, um, getting to know her family, getting to know her friends and the people at her church that I began to connect faith with action. And I also learned to start to really love scripture. Um, and at the same time, I also had to take some theology and philosophy courses as part of uh, my undergrad just requirements. And it was then that I met some um, priests, some Jesuits that worked at my school, and as well as just regular lay professors that kind of helped me work through some questions. Um, and eventually my, what solidified my kind of reversion into Catholicism was I decided to read the catechism. I just read it cover to cover. Uh, I've been told that recommending the catechism is like not a good thing to do for people who are learning. But personally, I think it's like a really good book, especially if you have the time to look at the, uh, the scriptural references, the encyclical references, you'll actually learn like this is the base bulk meat of Catholicism. And that was what I did. I think my sophomore year and that kind of solidified it for me. Like I basically reread myself back into the faith. Um, and in about that time, because I was in film school, 
I was also starting to branch out um, and I was interning and I ended up meeting some Catholics and I got invited to join the core team of a, um, a ministry called Catholic Underground that is um, founded by the uh, Franciscan Friars of the Renewal in New York. Um, so this was in LA. We don't have an LA, there's no LA branch anymore, but essentially it was a ministry um, to artists and for artists. So it was my first time meeting people who um, not only were Catholic and were also very passionate about their faith, but were also very into the things that I was into in terms of art and design and film and, you know, intellectualism and things of that nature. So that was kind of what helped me. I'd say that was by like my junior year of college that I was like, okay, I am firmly a Roman Catholic now. All right, that's good. Do you have any um, like memorable moments, whether they be like teachers, um, you studying something that really just made uh, the faith come alive for you? I think learning about the theology of the body was both extremely challenging and helpful. I think uh, like many people, um, the church's teachings on women in the priesthood and the church's teachings on birth control were very difficult for me to understand. Um, and I actually took a Christian sexuality course when I was, I wanna say a junior or a senior uh, in college. And because of all of the research that I had to do in terms of reading um, like Dr. Janet Smith and uh, other theologians that have like really dug deep into these kind of like really important meaty questions that was able to one help convince me and also uh, I think help me to be able to express why we believe what we believe. So you grew up as a cradle Catholic and then you reverted back to the church do you have any advice for anybody discerning the Catholic Church or anybody who, you know, thinking about converting? What would you say to them? If you were thinking about converting, I would tell that person to be confident in the fact that they are being called by name and that there is a place for them in the church, even if they feel like they don't understand certain teachings or um, sometimes I think people get scared off by the accusation of being, for instance, a cafeteria Catholic where either someone doesn't agree or they just don't necessarily understand. And I think, I hate that term because like with the example of my own faith journey, I never stopped looking. It wasn't like I completely um, just turned away from God. It was just that I had some very deep questions and it took several years for me to find the answers to those questions. And God doesn't, di didn't and doesn't love me any less because I had those questions. And I think um, sometimes when people are coming in from um, completely different faiths or if they didn't have any type of uh, faith background growing up, or if they kind of read, read themselves into the faith the way that I did, um, it can be a little bit harder for them to find community and to connect with people but that it does it does exist for them well thank you for sharing your faith journey and you know it's really a dynamic uh process from birth to now so 
Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure somebody's gonna find, you know, your your story as a Catholic, you know, very inspiring. So now I'm gonna go to the, the next portion about the human interest. And like I said at the beginning, you know that you are a professional certified doula and that you study to be a lactation cons uh, consultant. So the first question is, how did you get involved with um, this work as a doula? Like, what was the catalyst that started it? Mm -hmm. So I went to film school. I'm also a writer. Um, and basically, post-college, I had some ups in the year and essentially just do something else. And I ended up getting a corporate job as an editor. And at the same time, one of my very good friends from high school who was a doula and her mother is also a doula, like a, an older um, doula who actually trains doulas. They had kind of like been mentioning doula work to me that like, hey, this might be something you enjoy doing, um, even if you just do it on the weekends. Um, because I even though I liked my sort of hitting a ceiling and so I wanted to do something else. And so what ended up happening is I got laid off um, in 2016 and I already had like other job offers, but it, there was something in me that was just like, I just want to do something else. And I also want to do something else that will allow me a flexible schedule so that I can get back into the entertainment industry. And so I, my friend actually paid for my training. She like kind of forced me to do it. She was like, you're going to try doula work now. <laughs> um, and I did my training and I was working the following week and I wasn't sure how good at it I would be. I wasn't sure if I was really going to love it. I kind of was like, this is a way to just make money right now. Mm. Um, but here I am four years later <laughs> trying to advance within the industry and I, I love it and I will do some form of this work probably until the day that I die. What were some challenges that you experienced early on when you first became a doula? Can I explain what a doula is? Because most people don't know what that is. Um, so a doula is um, essentially a parent coach. Um, there's different kinds of doulas. I am a birth and postpartum doula. So I prepare families to give birth. I attend the births with them. And then um, with some of my clients, I'm also their postpartum doula, which is a specialization within the first three months of life, which is called the fourth trimester. Um, so essentially, and I know you're a parent, so you probably had that moment when you got home with the baby and thought, what do I do now? <laughs> Well, I'm the person that comes in and teaches people what to do now. Um, and I also teach about breastfeeding and like the science of sleep and things of that nature. Um, in terms of challenges that I faced early on, it's a very difficult industry to get into. Um, really because it's not, we're not technically medical professionals. We're considered allied healthcare. And because uh, there are only some insurances that accept our services, it's kind of hard to get started financially. Most people that do this job are, don't do it full time the way that I do. It's kind of, it's either like, kind of like a hobby or it's like a stepping stone onto something else. A lot of women 
who eventually go on to midwifery school started off as doulas and doula work kind of just becomes like a supplemental kind of thing. Um, I definitely had an insecurity starting out about the fact that I do not have any children myself. Um, you know, most women who become doulas had some sort of either negative or positive birth experience and then they decide to go help other women whereas I was just kind of like eh, this is a thing that I'm gonna try and kind of found out that I was good at it along the way um but it's also it is a challenge because I don't have that peer-to-peer response the way that a mother who has given birth who has had breastfeeding challenges can maybe relate to another woman but it's also a positive. It's, I think it's one of my biggest strengths. And part of the reason why I have been so successful is because one, I have the time to dedicate to clients because I don't have children of my own. And number two, my experience of motherhood is it's not rooted in my own personal experience. So when I'm working with a family and I'm trying to work through a challenge and give them advice and give them resources it's not tainted by my own experience because I've had literally a hundred different experiences. I've worked with twins. I've worked with preemies. I've worked with married families, non-married families. I've done support for single parents, et cetera, et cetera. So I've seen a lot of different things. Okay. Well, you just tied into the next question, which was, which is what are some key things that you've gained from doing this line of work as a doula? Some key things that I've gained, um, I think I've definitely learned a lot about myself. Um, You know, the thing about working in a situation where there's life and death is that you're definitely going to have to look at your own beliefs, be they, um, and not necessarily theological beliefs, but just cultural beliefs, the way that you were raised. Um, I've had to, excuse me, learn how to check my own biases, like as someone who is um, someone who is religious and who has particular ideas about the way a family should be. So if I'm serving a family that does not share those beliefs, that doesn't mean that they deserve any less than my best, for example, in terms of my care. Um, I learned something different with every single family. I've learned a lot about, I think, love and marriage um, that uh, definitely were challenging to, at the time when I started this, I think I was like 26, 27 and didn't know very much about either of those things. Um, but when you work with people in who are in partnerships in the most vulnerable, one of the most vulnerable portions of their lives where the partnership is challenged, you can't not walk away with some lessons about, you know, life, love, marriage, and partnership. So. Mm. So the last question is, given what you said about your faith journey and all information that you just gave us now about, you know, your line and work as a doula, how does your faith uh, inform your work as a doula? How do, how does your faith, you know, how is your faith integrated with your work? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really grateful for 
the education, my, the college education that I received with the Jesuits who really emphasized um, being, they, they, they have this phrase that like, we're educating the whole person. Like education is supposed to be about the whole person, your mind, your body, your soul. And I think, you know, people ask me, how does my faith tie into my work all the time? And I just think it doesn't matter what I do for a living. My faith and my values would be tied into whatever it is that I'm doing, even if it was as simple as showing the love of God to my coworkers, because that is the call, part of the call of the Christian life. Um, specifically with do the work though, I do think that spirituality is something that is missing even sometimes within um, Christian families in terms of the way that they approach preparing for birth and also parenting. Um, sometimes I'll be talking to a family that has specifically sought me out because I am Catholic and they're either Catholic or Christian. And then if I ask them about, you know, their prayer life as a couple and are they praying for the baby? Are they praying for their birth? A lot of people have never even thought to do that, which is interesting because this is again, a life or death situation. Um, and if we believe that this child was uniquely created in this time and in this place, why wouldn't we ask God for help <laughs> in terms of delivery and parenting? Um, and so I think that is something that is, deeply missing and I've kind of taken it up to try to help people kind of connect those dots, especially if it's a family um, that is, that does have some faith beliefs. Um, most of my clients do not. Um, and so that has been, sometimes that's like an interesting entry point when people ask me about like, what is it that I believe about parenting? What is it I believe about motherhood? Um, and it's kind of like an opportunity to gently evangelize. <laughs> uh, that's good to hear. Um, well, you said a lot of information regarding uh, the, the practice as a doula. I always thought it was something sort of like a, a midwife in a way, but it's not. The way you clarified it is not a yeah. midwife. But So we're, sim we're similar and we work with midwives. So a midwife is actually a clinical provider. Right, so right. they're doing the actual like prenatal care, catching of the baby. I'm more worried about like what's up here, like preparing you and the stuff that happens afterward. And it's like physical support, but I'm not actually catching babies or doing clinical work. <laughs> well, thank you for clarifying that because a lot of people, mm -hmm. including me, was you know somewhere on the thin line between yeah. a midwife versus uh, a doula. So thank you. Well, you heard it, her story from her, and she shared a whole bunch of inspiration regarding her faith and how her faith informs our work. And in addition, she gave us you know some information about her her passion for screenwriting. And so I just want to say thank you for taking this time out to you know call call in and share your story. And I hope and pray that you continue to do the work that you do for families and continue to meet them where they are with the love of Christ every, every, at every encounter. And you can find her Twitter handle that I will supply in the comments of the, the notes for the video. And please, I encourage you to follow her and support her work as a, a doula in California. Um, any final thing you want to say or that's it? Thank you so much for having me on. This is very fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if there's nothing else to say, uh, you guys can take care and you can see the next episode, uh, Saintly Witnesses, next week.
Thank you. Have a good evening.